Hey, I'm Sam. And I'm Lizzie. And we're queer people who love movies. This is Subtextual. Welcome to the 96th Annual Academy Awards! Awards, awards, And the third annual subtextual coverage of the Oscars. Much more important. Yes, much more important, (laughs) absolutely. Historic, even. This is going to be an interesting year. If by interesting, you mean kind of a snooze fest? <laughs> You're right. Yeah, if you mean by every category is filled with the exact same nominees. Right? I mean, it's like that often, but I feel like this year the technical awards really are like copy-paste. And I just want to be clear, like the Oscars are still going to be fun to watch. I just think we're going to need to be like wasted to yeah. have fun. These are the years that are can surprisingly be more fun because you can make fun of them more. True. I don't have a lot of stake in the game. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to die on a hill for any of these films. Yeah. And I think I'm really getting a hang of what the Academy is going to vote for. So I feel pretty confident this year, probably more so than any other year, that I will guess correctly. I don't feel as confident, (laughs) but I do know in my heart of hearts the one that I want to win won't win. So my expectations are very low. Yeah. No, I don't think the one I want to win is going to win that much. And honestly, I've been mad about it and I've just gotten over it. So good for me. Good for you. Life has beat you down into a bowl. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a hopeless husk of what I once was. Yay. I'll drink to that, brother. Uh, But before we jump into our Oscar predictions. We just want to give a big thank you to all of our patrons, those folks supporting us on patreon.com slash pod. Bunch of cool tiers, lots of bonus content. You can vote on what we do. You have a lot of control. And if that sounds interesting to you, please check us out at patreon.com slash pod. Or if you don't want to monetarily contribute, you can shoot us a good review. Or you can just hang out with us as we talk about the Oscars. Yep. Um, We did do a really good job this year, Sam, of watching the films. Like, Mm -hmm. in terms of all the major categories that we're going to cover, I think I saw almost all of the films. Yeah, we saw all but one, and it wasn't our fault. We we could not find a time to watch The Zone of Interest, and it was not on video on demand or any streaming site, so just slipped through our little fingers. Well, I think Lee saw it. Lee, what is your, like, general take about the Oscars this year? Yeah, I'm glad that you brought it up because uh, I was thinking about it earlier today, looking over the ballot, that it is a lot of um, a lot of the same films in, like, all of the categories. I wonder if this is, like, the year that, that this has happened the most or if that's, uh, like you said, like, maybe that is more common than we think. But, yeah, it's a lot of the same movies because... I did get to watch most of them because it's a lot of the same. Um, but I didn't see Poor Things, so I'll defer to you guys on that. But I can hopefully um, fill in the gaps with Zone of Interest because uh, I did see that. Yeah, a resident Zone of Interest correspondent because <laughs> that's a big blind spot for Lizzie and I. Yeah, so we're not going to go over every single category. We kind of have like 12 or 13 of the biggest ones, and we'll have a discussion about what we think will win and what we want to win, which often will be different answers. Usually very, very different. And we won't be doing spoilers. We can talk about how we feel about the film, but we won't be going into specifics, so you don't have to worry about seeing every single film that's been nominated this year. So Sam, kick us off. What's our first category? Our first category is Actress in a Supporting Role. Ooh la la. Nominees include Emily Blunt in Oppenheimer, Danielle Brooks in The Color Purple, America Ferreira, Barbie, 
Jodie Foster in Nyad, and Dave Vine Joy Randolph in The Holdovers. Oh, this is always one of my favorite categories. Yes, Best Supporting Actress is always juicy. Yes, and it always contains the films that I really enjoyed watching. Some of these categories... I had I literally felt like I had to watch the movies. <laughs> yeah, obliga- obligatory walks. There was like several hours of obligation watches this year. But this category has the least obligatory watches. I'm looking at you, Emily Blunt and Oppenheimer. <laughs> oh, that's your choice? No. I'm just kidding. God, <laughs> no. Sorry, not God, no. She she does a great job, but um, that's certainly She plays f- a prop. If best prop was an award, she would win. She had a paragraph that was interesting. I mean, I thought she did great. I love her. She wasn't given enough. No, I don't I don't think it it was it seemed like a weird thing for her to be nominated for, even though she did great in that role. And I'm just I'm rambling because we have to talk about who we want to win and who we think will win. Lizzie. Okay, well who I want to win and who I think will win actually does align. For me this year, I'm fully behind Dave I and Joy Randolph from the holdovers. I love that movie. I think she was the absolute star in the crest of that movie. Her performance was amazing. I think about it all the time. I will shout out also Jodie Foster and Nyad and America Ferreira because those two characters were characters I would want to be. But I really do think Dave Vine for me has it in both senses. What do you think, Sam? Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit of a different mind, but uh, we are unified. I think Dave Vine, Joy Randolph should win and will win. I have a little bit of a soft spot for... Actually, I have a huge soft spot for Danielle Brooks, who played Sophia in The Color Purple. She did an incredible job. The Color Purple is my favorite book. The The film adaptations haven't exactly hit all the main points that I, I really wanted them to because the book is just amazing. So mm-hmm. you can't really hold up to that. But the character of Sophia is iconic. I think Danielle Brooks did an incredible service to that character. I know that she won't likely win against Devine Joy Randolph, which is completely understandable. But I do have some snubs for this category. And mm. when I will present my snubs. I will tell you which person I think place they should take. Yeah. I guess it'll be made more clear. Exactly. So I believe Taraji P. Henson was snubbed. She played Shug Avery in The Color Purple. And I think it was more deserved than Jodie Foster in Nyad. And I also think Claire Foy uh, in All of Us Us Strangers. Strangers. You're so right. I think she deserved a nomination last year for Women Talking. I think she deserved Mm -hmm. another one this year for All of Us Strangers, who which, of course, was widely snubbed, again, I think, over Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster did a great job. I just felt like I was watching Jodie Foster, which mm-hmm. was a joy because we've never seen her really play a lesbian like yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. That's, for me, it had so much queer joy in that film mm-hmm. from that character specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so those are my two snubs, but I do think Devine Joy Randolph will take it, and it'll be well-deserved. Lee, what about you? Yeah, I think Davine, Joy Randolph, for me, uh, you know, The Holdovers was one of my favorite movies that I saw this year. Uh, looking down the list, I was getting nervous because none of these, well, I haven't seen The Color Purple, but none of these were too exciting. And then I got to Davine, Joy Randolph and easy, easy pick for, that's my prediction and uh, my favorite. Oh yeah, we are of one mind. <laughs> Unified front on this one. <laughs> Okay, Lizzie, what's next? All right, next up we have actor in a supporting role. We have Sterling K. Brown from American Fiction, Robert De Niro, Killers of the Flower Moon, Robert Downey Jr. in Oppenheimer, Ryan Gosling in Barbie, and Mark Ruffalo in Poor Things. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting category. And personally, when I say interesting, I feel pretty medium about everyone here. 
Yeah, there's not really for me like a standout. Um, I think the performance I enjoyed the most was Mark Ruffalo's in Poor Things. I could see him taking it because it's such a departure from what he usually does. But I think after seeing Killers of the Flower Moon that the Academy will choose Robert De Niro ultimately as the winner for this category. Oh, he's had a supporting role win before, but it was in the 80s, I think. So I feel like his time could be come again. I've seen him play a version of this character like 20 times. I think he was just De Niro in Osage County, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't think it really demanded anything of him. I'm sure the Academy will just like jizz all over it. Um, (laughs) I think Ryan Gosling might get this. He could, and he doesn't want it. He doesn't want it. I don't particularly want him to have it, but I feel so medium about everybody in this category. But if I'm looking at all of the actors, I think he actually did the most. That's true. He went pretty method. Yeah. The other ones, a supporting actor, it just seems like, I mean, Robert Downey Jr. and Oppenheimer, he was in like a fraction of the film. Sterling K. Brown did an incredible job, but also a fraction of the film. Yeah, very little screen time. Mm -hmm. Great character, though. Yeah, I think Ryan Gosling had the most screen time and the most acting, if a lot of these <laughs> categories, as he said before, but they get awarded for the most acting yeah. and the most sound design, you know. Oh, and we'll come back to that in the technical categories for sure. <laughs> we sure will. So, but quickly, I did have some snubs in this category. I think Charles Melton from May, December was oh, entirely yeah. overlooked. His character made <gasps> me laugh so hard and cry You're like a so baby. Right. I think him over Robert Downey Jr., would make a lot of sense yes. for me. And then again, Dominic Sessa from The Holdovers. Um, he plays the like the lead kid. Yeah, Angus. He plays Angus. Oh, it's almost a feature, like a actor a leading, leading role. role. Yeah. Exactly. And he made me laugh. He made me cry. I would love to see him over De Niro, like I said, who's played what seems like this character 20 times. But yeah, unfortunately, they got snubbed. Ooh, I'm going to slot one in there too as well. Paul Meskel and... All of us strangers. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love that actor. So maybe I'm just like looking through rose color lenses at his performance. But that film for me just should be somewhere on this list anywhere. I don't know where. Maybe (laughs) screenplay. But um, yeah, I could definitely see him in the place of Robert Downey Jr. I'm so sorry. Robert Downey Jr. Like what? What a boring role. And he did so medium. He did what he was assigned to do. I'm sure he was surprised when he learned that he was nominated. <laughs> right. It just seems one of those things like, I, okay. Yeah. What do you think, Lee? So my prediction for this um, is Robert Downey Jr. That's not who I, is my favorite to take this, uh, this category. I think of all of us here, I, I might like Oppenheimer the most, which isn't saying a lot because I, I don't <laughs> like it that much. But... Um, I think a lot of people, especially when the film came out, everyone in my echo chamber was clamoring for Academy Awards for uh, Robert Downey Jr. I remember a lot of people were really excited about that performance, and I think I'm with you guys. I love Robert Downey Jr. actually, but I'm not too blown away by his performance in the film. He does have a substantial role, but if I had to pick a favorite, uh, I'm going to go with Poor Things. I haven't seen it, but... I love Mark Ruffalo, and I was just looking it up. He's been, this will be his fourth time nominated, Hmm. and he hasn't won yet. I think that would be a really cool Oscar speech to see Mark Ruffalo up there on stage. And they love to give it to people who have, you know, been nominated enough to have 
been deemed deserving at a certain point. I feel like that's going to make me switch my vote. Which is also, though, hold on, am I wrong? I, I think Robert Downey Jr. does not have, he doesn't have, I think he's gotten noms maybe, but I don't think he has an Academy Award. Yeah, we don't often see him in a super serious role, so I could see him taking it for this film too, but... Yeah, he, he's been nominated three times, I think, for the Academy Award. I think Robert Downey will win, but I wanted Mark Ruffalo, yeah. All right. Let's move on to original score. Lee, do you want to announce this category? Okay, yeah, thank you. Let's see, original score. Uh, we've got American Fiction, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, and Poor Things. I don't, the ballot we have doesn't have the, I'll try to find uh, if anyone's curious, but I'm imagining Indiana Jones is probably John Williams or something. You're right, and yeah. Oppenheimer was, who's? Ludwig Göransson. Oh, has Nolan worked with that? I, the name doesn't before? sound familiar. Cool. But let's see. Uh, notably, um, American Fiction was composed by a woman, which you see like once every wow. 50 yeah. years. So our time is up. Um, I didn't have a strong pick for this category, I did really actually enjoy the score of Killers of the Flower Moon. I, I think it wasn't like the obvious yeah. choice for the film. And I did find myself listening to it like more than I usually would. Usually a score for me just kind of like blends in. So I could see uh, that I think is what I want to win. Um, one of the few awards I would ever give that film. Um, what I think will win though is... Oppenheimer, because most score equals best score, typically with the Academy. <laughs> so the score for Killers of the Flower Moon, was that also... So I know Robbie Robertson does a lot of music mm -hmm. and score for Scorsese. That's him, yeah. So this would be like a... Because Robbie Robertson passed away, I want to say, this past year. Oh, did he? Yeah, so he oh. would... Um, well, then I, that solidifies my vote for sure. For me, I did enjoy the score of Killers of the Flower Moon. Did not see Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Can't really speak on that. Did anyone? Sorry, just to jump in there. <laughs> I, did I didn't even know that film came out or existed. <laughs> no, that was one of those things. I was like, when did this It's got uh, the Fleabag lady, it has, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. She's mm -hmm. in it and wrote it. Oh, yeah. And yet I still didn't hear about it. <laughs> yeah, that was that seems like it should have been marketed right to us, and yeah. we did not hear about it. Oops. Uh, with that being said, I think my vote is going to go for Poor Things, mm. um, just because I can actually remember that score. Mm -hmm. You know, the, like, discordant, like, ding, mm -hmm. ding, ding. It was pretty distinct. It wasn't just, like, sweeping tracks. It was, like, almost more like sound design, like you're saying. Yeah, and, like, I think it matched the tone really well. So I'm going to say I want it to win, and I think it will win. Cool. Liebert, the sound man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say that my prediction will be Oppenheimer. I think this is, I could be wrong, but I'm putting all my eggs in Oppenheimer basket for uh, just all the awards. It's probably they a had, good bet. Yeah, yeah. Safe bet. The thing about the score in that movie is it was very um, overwhelming to too me. Much. Like mm -hmm. it, it happens a, a little too overbearingly, but. Um, but I don't know. I kind of it took took me a, it definitely took me like thirty minutes or so to really get like the vibe of this movie that's just going to have a very loud score throughout. Mm -hmm. But I mean, hey, maybe um, maybe they'll like it. The Academy, um, and then my favorite is the only other film that I've seen in this category: uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Mm -hmm. So that'll be my favorite. Uh, Robbie Robertson posthumous award. 
Lee said it best. Oppenheimer had the most score. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next up, a little bit more music to talk about. We have best original song. Nominations include The Fire Inside from Flamin' Hot by Diane Warren. I'm Just Ken from Barbie by Mike Ronson and Andrew Wyatt. It Never Went Away from American Symphony by John Batiste and Dan Wilson. Wasashe, A Song for My People from Killers of the Flower Moon by Scott George. And What Was I Made For from Barbie by Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell. So like possibly five really sad songs. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Just Ken. Which is kind of sad. But it has a higher tempo. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like a happy sad. Yeah, it's a happy sad. Okay, Lizzie, what do you think? Um, I do think I'm Just Ken is going to win. It already won a couple of awards. And it is quite catchy. I do like this song. I actually did it on karaoke a few months ago, and it was a hit. So I love all the songs in this category, though. I actually saw American Symphony a couple times, and it premiered in New Orleans, so I got to see it with a live audience. And that is a really beautiful song. What Was I Made For literally still to this day makes me cry, but I think with Billy already receiving an award for that James Bond title theme she did a few years ago, I don't think she's going to get it again. So, yeah, I'm I'm thinking I'm just Ken is going to win, but I would like What Was I Made For to win. I totally hear your rhetoric. I think that's very plausible, but I believe What Was I Made For is just like leagues and bounds above I'm just Ken. I'm going to say I want it to win, and I think it will win. Interesting. Mm. Bold. Very bold. Liebert, what do you say? Lizzie swayed me with I'm Just Ken, so that's my prediction to win. But I also, I put uh, the American Symphony song as a favorite. Is Lizzie, do you know if that's the one, like that's the one, the song that he's composing in the final? I don't think so. It isn't part of the symphony performance. It's, um, it plays throughout, I think, his wife's. Oh, that's why you were saying, yeah, all the sad songs. Yeah, he Hmm. wrote it for his wife. You know, I'm pretty sure all the music that I heard in there, I really liked. So I'll still put that as my favorite to win. I would love to see, John Baptiste is from New Orleans. I would love to see a New Orleans win at the Academy Awards. I think he's a really awesome person. That would be a dream if he could go up there and receive that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Let's keep it rolling with writing original screenplay. Oh, these are my favorite awards to think about. Um, mm-hmm. So we've got Anatomy of a Fall, The Holdovers, Maestro, May, December, and Past Lives. Oh, finally, some deviation, a little Damn. bit of diversity in yeah. a category. I love four of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> and there's one I can't stand. Uh, I'll let you figure it out. Um, I really went back and forth a lot on this one, you guys. Uh, I'm still not entirely sure. I really want Past Lives to win. That was one of the really special films for me this year that I think is just so delicate and beautiful and well done. Um, Celine Song is an amazing writer. This is her first screenplay and she just, it's pitch perfect. Um, However, I think the Academy... Um, will vote for Anatomy of a Fall, which is also such an impressive screenplay. I usually complain about the length of movies, and this film is over two hours long, but the screenplay is so tight, so interesting, so the dialogue's so important. Um, I really think, like, technically, it's one of the best here, and it will win this year. So well said. I mean, all of but one of these films is amazing to me, <laughs> <laughs> and I would be happy to see all but one of these films win. 
for me, the film that I want to win will have to be The Holdovers. That would be so nice. The dialogue is so believable. It's like period specific in a way that feels very natural and not forced. The characters are written so distinctly. It sounds like they're all original voices. So I really want that to win. I don't think it will win. But what I think will win will be Anatomy of a Fall, like Lizzie mm. said. It's it's a long film. I enjoyed every minute of it. Mm-hmm. Every time I had to pause to use the bathroom, I would get sad that there wasn't more of it because <laughs> uh, it was so well done. Uh, so I think that will win. But Fingers crossed for the holdovers. May, December, love that film. Yeah. Past Lives is giving me After Sun, Charlotte Wells, yes. written, directed. Uh, but I just know the freaking Academy will never give it its snaps. Hopefully it will, but I don't foresee that happening. Yeah. All right. So after having heard y'all's arguments, I think I'm going to have to agree. My prediction that the Academy will award Anatomy of a Fall. I had also the holdovers. I think that has a fighting chance, but Mm -hmm. comparing the two, like the holdovers is a little more lighthearted, a little more comedic. Maybe they'll go for this serious sort of, uh, you can kind of call it like a family drama in a way too, like Anatomy of a Fall. My favorite, uh, probably now that I'm looking at all of the nominees uh, throughout this year, probably my favorite movie that I saw this year was May, December. Nice. That's my favorite for writing. Todd Haynes is, uh, I think I'd only ever seen Carol before this and I for the I watched it for the podcast and I was blown away. And I recently have started watching more of Todd Haynes' films. Really loved May, December. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. Lee, do you want to introduce yeah. the adapted screenplay category? All right. So adapted screenplay. Uh, this is the Academy Award for writing for adapted screenplay. American Fiction, Barbie, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, and The Zone of Interest. And I guess before we start talking, I guess there's a lot of, uh, I don't know if you would call it controversy, but I, I know there's always a lot of discussion about adapted screenplay for things like Barbie. Right. I didn't, what is Poor Things adapted from? I thought for sure <laughs> is it that from was original. Or? No, Poor Things is adapted from a book from like the ah. early uh, 1900s. Wow. Is it it's called like Poor Things? Something. Uh, I don't. Probably not, right? I think it could be. Actually, let me give it a goog. While you're googing it, I'm going to look up Zone of Interest because that also seems like it would have been an original, but. That, I think that was uh, a nonfiction book. I had yeah. to look into it today. Yeah, it was written by someone named Martin Amis. Hmm. Uh, a fiction book. Yep. Poor cool. Things based on the, oh, 1992, so not early 1900s, uh, 1992 novel by Alastair Gray of uh, the same name. Hmm. I want to read that book. I know. It, yeah, it follows Bella Baxter. It's not like a, huh. an, a, a take on Frankenstein. It's like these are the characters and it's considered an odyssey of self-discovery. Oh, my God. I want to read it. Yes, this is some good news. Yay. And how to pick. Lee, what's your thinking in this category? Okay. Um, well, I feel like the Academy never nominate, never like awards for like best adaptation. They just pick like their favorite screenplay that was adapted. Mm, Does that yeah. make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I feel like you should take that into account if you're looking at adaptations, but whatever. Yeah, I think they should consider the adaptation. <laughs> how it has been adapted. Because, yeah, it can be very difficult, you know, and um, totally. they can really reinvent a genre, you know, or reinvent a piece. Um, I'm just seeing Oppenheimer, and that has been, like, my prediction for a lot of things. Let me, yeah, I think, I think I'm going to put Oppenheimer as my prediction. I'm still trying to choose a favorite. 
Well, we can let you think on that if you want. Yeah. Because uh, I totally agree with you about Oppenheimer winning. I just think people just shit a brick over this film. Um, it's three hours long, so like most screenplay. Uh, and talking about like um, adaptations, Killers of the Flower Moon is also based on a nonfiction book. So really surprised to see that here. Not saying it should be here. It really mm-hmm. shouldn't. But yeah, I'm it, curious that it didn't get nominated. It's surprising. Yeah. Especially when the like subject matter, like the actual book seemed way more interesting than the film. Itself. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why it didn't get adapted because <laughs> they made it worse. <laughs> yeah, they're like, they adapted it poorly. Um, my want for this category is Barbie. Um, I think the idea of taking like a product and turning it into a story is so interesting and like borderline evil. But I think Greta Gerwig did it like the most helpful way possible and like really took the universe of Barbie into a different direction while still somehow remaining really, to me, like accurate to what Barbie, the brand and the icon is. Um, And it's such a fun screenplay too. Like I really do love that film. Um, so it would be really cool to see Barbie win, but I do think Oppen- Oppenheimy has got this one in the Barbenheimer war that's been going on all year. <laughs> yeah, this is a hard one to predict because most of the other award shows split comedy. Right. Poor Things has swept in the comedy categories and has not been considered alongside Oppenheimer and the Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, but Poor Things was such a blast, mm-hmm. and knowing that it was based off a novel, it seemed like it was an original script because it just seemed like it was meant for film. The dialogue was hilarious. So I will say I want it to win, and I think it will win. Hell yeah. I would love to see that. Oppenheimer was a fucking snooze fest. I had a better time <laughs> reading the Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, you were like reading the Wikipedia for the man Oppenheimer throughout the film, like, wow, this guy's actually pretty cool. Why is this movie <laughs> such a drag? <laughs> Uh, let me hop in with my favorite. Uh, I will say I really, I really loved um, the Zone of Interest, the movie. Uh, I don't know if I would put it up for screenplay, so I'm going to. Um, I haven't seen Poor Things, but I like Sam's argument, so I'm going to go. Fate, my favorite, is for Poor Things to nice. win. Nice, sweet him, got him. All right, Sam. Production design, best production. Design nominees are Barbie, Killers of the Flower Moon, Napoleon, Oppenheimer, and Poor Things. Lee, what say you? I mean, I haven't seen Poor Things. I haven't seen Napoleon. But I feel like this category, to me, is between Poor Things and Barbie for some reason. Yeah. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say, again, I'm going to go watch Poor Things like this weekend. I'm going to put a favorite and prediction Poor Things. Is that, a, is that a bad choice? I think choice? you're right. Okay. No, I think you're it's, totally right. It seems right. very production design-y. Mm-hmm. But I think I could see Barbie taking this one because there was almost like a marketing campaign around how she produced the set and how she based it on like these classic sets like we saw in Wizard of Oz, like these studio environments. But I think if you look at poor things, like we were on a boat. We were in Paris. We were in the city. We were in the home. Like there are so many great, obviously curated sets i would love to see poor things win and i think it could win as well so i'm i'm, I'm copying you lee you want and you believe poor things will win and i will create reality <laughs> i will manifest um yeah i mm, i came in here thinking one thing wait what'd you think Did i came in your here mind? no you actually <laughs> i wanted and believed poor things would win but then you're <laughs> 
<laughs> your note about Barbie. About oh yeah. I mean the the like pink shortage, the shortage of pink paint or whatever. And it's practical. Effects. Wait, was that a thing? They used all the pink paint in Hollywood? I think so, for a certain time or Shut something. The there was like a up. shortage. And they did like practical effects like in the essence of like old Hollywood. Okay, so I want Barbie to win, but I think poor things will win. Nice. To be clear, I'd be so happy with it. either. Either are good, but it's probably going to go to Oppenheimer. Okay, I'm going to announce the next category, costume design. And the nominees are Barbie, Killers of the Flower Moon, Napoleon, Oppenheimer, Poor Things. Wait, this is the exact same nominations <laughs> as the last category. I say, this sounds very familiar. Oh, no. Wait a second. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll kick us off here. Um, again... Uh, I know they're two very different categories, but I feel like Barbie and Poor Things stand out to me here. Am I stupid in saying that? Maybe, but I'm just going to go with that. It's either Barbie or Poor Things. And I think this one I will predict Barbie because of all the recreating all the different costumes. Uh, and Poor Things favorite? No, Barbie. But actually, I'm going to do prediction and favorite Barbie. I'm going to go the nice. other way. Nice. We love to switch it up. Lizzie? Yeah, I'm like, I'm right there with you, Lee. It's between them two. Oh, I love both. I think both did such a good job. I, I do think the Academy is going to give it to Barbie, but I think it should be poor things because, God, the shit she was wearing was so imaginative. Um, But yeah, so that's what I'm going to go for. I think Barbie will take it and I'll be happy with that. But poor things to me was just a little bit more creative. I actually disagree with the poor things argument. I think that one of the interesting things about the production design was that they didn't pick an era. Like an, mm -hmm. like they were in like to like old clothes, but they were kind of in the future. Right. Yeah. And so I think that makes the costume design a little bit easier because you don't have to be exactly decade specific because mm. you could just say you're also in the future. Like you can't get it wrong. Yeah, you can't get that wrong. So um, with that being said, I want Barbie to win. Uh, but I actually think Killers of the Flower Moon will win. Interesting. Mm. Because they had wow. to get the clothing of the white folks as well as the members of the indigenous community exactly correct. And I think that they cinched that very well. Cool. Respect that. Lizzie, will you like to talk to us about the cinematography? Um, the cinnamon rolltography this year, we've got five films, including El Conde, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimy and Poor Things. Like, I feel like this is just deja vu, too. Um, I have El Conde's the only film in this category I did not see. And for some reason, I think they might choose Maestro for this category mm. because it's the only thing I could see it possibly winning throughout this entire sheet. And, like, there were some cool shots, and it's in black and white and on film, and the Academy loves that. So I kind of think Maestro's going to take it. Do I agree with that? No. What do I want to win? I guess poor things. Honestly, none of the films on this list that I saw, at least, really, to me, did anything new and imaginative. It was all, like, quite basic. Um, so I might regret it, but I think Maestro will take it, but I want poor things to take it. Lee? Uh, I haven't seen Poor Things or El Conde, and I feel like both of those ha will have a very sort of flashy, exciting cinematography. 
who I'm not sure the name of the cinematographer for Poor Things. Does anyone know? And I also can't recall the name for El Conde, but I know it's like I know it's a uh, it's a cool guy doing the. Uh, <laughs> doing this, it's a, not impor- a cool guy. An important cinematographer. Um, Let's Robbie see, uh, Ryan. Robbie Ryan. Yeah. Okay. Apparently, seems... he's worked with Yorgos before. Yeah. Okay. For he most did the, of he did the favorite. Seems, yeah. yeah. Okay. The Lobster. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I feel like they both have a similar shot in this category. I I was not a big fan of Oppenheimer cinematography. Um, I thought Maestro looked great, but for some reason, I feel like my prediction is it will go to. Oh, this is a hard one. Yeah, let's go ahead and say I'm predicting El Conde and. Because I haven't seen any Alcande or Poor Things, I'm going to favorite Killers of the Flower Moon. Because I think I think that could also have a chance there. What do you think, Samuel? I think this is a pretty clear one. I'm actually oh, yeah? like a different mind. I think Poor Things had the most interesting and I think overall best cinematography. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that will win. I want it to win and I think it will win. Oh, we are. Everything else is pretty basic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So moving on to... What might be a long conversation because all of these films are long as shit. Uh, film editing. Lee, do you want to introduce the films in this category? Okay. Film editing, we have Anatomy of a Fall, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, and Poor Things. Are we bored of this yet? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Again. <laughs> I want to go on the ride again. I mean, and it's all going to be Oppenheimer. What are we even say, doing yeah, here? Oppenheimer was edited the hell out of uh, for sure <laughs> most editing i'm pretty bad at these at like the editing category like what are they looking for you know to me it's like most editing and honestly like the movie that they think is the most epic whereas i think we're me and lizzie at least are in agreement that i shouldn't notice the editing exactly if i'm noticing the editing it's not the right time to cut oppenheimer was exhausting i felt like i was getting waterboarded i was like can we get some peaks and valleys it's just one long tense conversation for three hours yeah and i think part of an editor is like servicing the story the best you can and i really do think the entire final hour of oppenheimer could be cut period bye um, mm-hmm. I don't think they cut anything. I don't think it was edited. I think they just <laughs> put it all together. <laughs> that being said, I do think Oppenheimer is going to win <laughs> after it's, all of that. I think that's my prediction as well. Okay, so you both think that Oppenheimer will win. My yeah. prediction, yeah. My favorite. I'm going to go ahead and say right now, I'll just so you guys can talk, I'll say my favorite is Poor Things, but I want to hear what you guys have. I think Poor Things will win, okay. actually. But I would love Anatomy of a Fall mm. to win. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it was long, but it was paced so mm-hmm. incredibly well that I didn't even notice it was as long as it was, and I wanted more of it. I think um, there was no lull. It did a really good job. Although it did have peaks and valleys, uh, it felt very natural storytelling-wise. Uh, I think Oppenheimer can learn a thing or two from that. Mm-hmm. Lizzie? <laughs> and that is on period. Um, I'm going to go with, I said Oppenheimer would win and I'm probably right. Um, but what I want to win is the holdovers. Mm-hmm. I think in terms of pacing, like you said, peaks and valleys, the holdovers was very good at knowing when to not cut. Um, there, cause you know, not every scene was paced the same way, but the film was always flowing. Like I remember thinking like, Oh, I wonder what Mary thinks about that. And we would 
all of a sudden be on Mary. And so it led me through the scene exactly how my head would want to turn to watch these conversations. So, um, and it was so unnoticeable in the best way. So I'm, I want the holdovers to win. That's my, that's my vote. All right. Nominees for best director are Justin Trite, Anatomy of a Fall. Martin Scorsese, Killers of the Flower Moon, Christopher Nolan, Oppenheimer, Yorgos Lanthimos, Poor Things, and Jonathan Glazer, The Zone of Interest. Lizzie, what do you want to win and what do you think will win? Hardener. Okay, people, let's talk. Um, I had to look up if Martin Scorsese was planning on retiring soon, just to know, because I think this is his farewell tour. (laughs) However, it's not. He's got he's 81, but has no plans of retiring until he makes a couple more movies. His words, not mine. Um, And I'm assuming he already has an Academy Award, but I could be wrong. Does he? (laughs) Martin Scorsese probably has has 20. Let me look it up. He's won Best Director for the, The Departed, which. Fair enough. So he only has one. But, his, but his he's nominated films, every year. The films that he has have like over, like wins, Academy Award wins, like over, like maybe close to 20 or more. Yeah. Yeah. He has 20 Academy Award wins uh, just looking at the films that he's directed. Mm-hmm. So, but he's not, won Best Director only one only time. Yeah. yeah. With The Departed. Well, this isn't as good as that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I don't think he's going to get it. Um, Christopher Nolan, if I'm not mistaken, doesn't have I don't think he does. a best director no. win, and people are flipping their lid over this film, so I think he's going to take it. Um, we have to listen to him speak if he wins. Um, <laughs> if Christopher Nolan has to win a, an Academy Award for Best Director, I feel like this is the one they would give it to yes, him for. So I agree. Maybe you're right. Even though Inception is better than his shit, and I make fun of Inception all the time. Memento. He should have got it from Memento. Don't make it my problem. You didn't know that sooner. You know what I mean? Now I have to see him every year in this category whenever he directs some bullshit like this. Yeah. Sorry. I fucking hate Oppenheimer. (laughs) Oh, my God. I wish I could get that time back in my life. Okay. I'll go on the record putting Oppenheimer down again for my prediction. I feel like when it gets closer to you know, the award day, I will probably change my predictions a little bit. Um, But my favorites... Probably will stay the same. And my favorite for this category, I'm going to give it to Justine Trier from Anatomy of a Fall. This category, I'm usually pretty certain about, like what my favorite directing is of the, you know, of the nominees. I shouldn't downplay it. I really enjoyed the directing in Anatomy of a Fall and The Zone of Interest. Um, But to me, I guess my favorite would be Anatomy of a Fall. I'm trying not to be too spoilery, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you, you've kind of talked about it already, like the pacing, something about watching that movie was really thrilling and like drew me in. I was looking at subtitles, but also like I just couldn't look away, you know, not just because of the subtitles, like there was so much information in every image, even if it was pretty mundane, you know, it was felt really important. Mm-hmm. It's one of those films when you watch with subtitles, you're like, I just want to already know what they're saying so I could just watch their, yeah. you know, their acting. Yeah. I, I completely agree. I, I That's the one that I want to win. I want um, Justine tried to win. I actually think Yorgos is going to win hmm. for Poor Things. Has he won a Best Directing or Best Picture yet? Lee, can you fact check me? But I I'll thought check, he but... got the favorite. Unless, Ooh. actually, no, that was the year that um, – Del Toro won for Shape of Water, I believe. Mm. 
Is that right? It says right? he's got uh, six Academy Award noms, so I don't think he's ever won. I think he could get it on this one. Um, some snubs I have for this category, maybe unpopular opinion. I don't think there should have been acting noms for anyone in Barbie. I think, I think none of the acting like blew me away, but I think Greta Gerwig should have cinched Best Director. Hell yeah, brother. Especially... Sorry, all the film bros that are maybe listening, probably not, over <laughs> Nolan or Scorsese because what she did was such a departure from her work, and I think she hit it out of the park. Again, another snub, I would say Celine Song, best director over, mm-hmm. Norland, over Nolan or Scorsese. She's just directing such a fresh and beautiful film, and I'm sorry it's not like a $10 billion budget, but I think we've said this before. If you have a lower budget and you're telling a story that's maybe not an epic or incredibly long, I think you should get a lot of credit for eliciting an extreme emotional response. And I think Celine Song did that. So uh, I think they were snubbed in this category. Yeah, I second you there on Greta. Like, never in history has a woman made that much money from directing a film, a film that like every person on earth has at least considered watching if they haven't seen it. Like that has to count for something. So for her not to be... Um, you know what I did hear though? There's like a new award um, that the Golden Globes started giving out called mm-hmm. the Box Office Achievement Honor. Yeah, she won it this year. <laughs> Hell yeah, she did. $1.5 billion. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? Barbie is in every single category for consideration. There's like a clip of Billy Crystal um, hosting the Academy Awards in the like 80s and he's singing this song about, I forget what film it is, but that was nominated for like 10 different categories, but not the best director. Yeah. And he was like, did this picture direct itself? Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. How, no. do you, how do you cover every single category and consider the best without a best director? Who, yeah. who made all of those decisions? No, I think it's a slap in the face. And I hope Greta doesn't see it that way. I doubt she does. But um, yeah, not cool, y'all. And you know what? I, I just have to say this here. No spoilers for Killers of the Flower Moon, but Martin Scorsese had no business, no No business business directing that film. Absolutely not. Inappropriate. You know, it's a fine movie, I guess, but this should have been told by someone else and it was not him. That's not even my problem with it. Like if if he had to tell this story, I would hope that he would have handled it well. I would hope anyone handled it well. It wasn't because he's like some white guy, which is already, you know, my red flags are going, but it's... It didn't seem like he cared a lot about the characters or the story at all. Yeah. And that is the biggest, like, it feels like the biggest middle finger. That's why I'm, like, really confused while we're all agreeing that this is a good film because, like, anyway. Who I, do you uh, want to win, Elizabeth? Oh, yes. Right, 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 right. Yorgos. <laughs> I want Yorgos to win. Justine Triet would be awesome, too, but I think Yorgos is just, like, one of my favorite directors of all time, and it's about goddamn time. And this is a great film. Off my soapbox. <laughs> Okay, next category is going to be actor in a leading role, lead actor. We got Mr. Bradley Cooper for Maestro, Coleman Domingo for Rustin, Paul Giamatti for The Holdovers, Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer, and Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction. Yep. Uh, So, (laughs) the list. Not everyone all at once. (laughs) Yeah, I think. the ones that, just looking at predictions, I think the Academy would go for, I'm seeing like Bradley Cooper or Killian Murphy. I don't know that either of them will take it though. That's just my gut. 
of what the Academy would acknowledge. Hmm. Interesting. I haven't seen American fiction, but I really love Jeffrey Wright and I love the trailer. What did you guys think of that performance? I love American fiction. I think it's a great movie. Uh, Jeffrey Wright, amazing actor. This is a role that required him to be funny and serious and sharp. And he delivered on that. He's actually who I would want to win for this category, uh, hands down. I somehow think, and maybe I'm just being silly, but I think the Academy is going to go for Paul Giamatti. He's kind of like the Brendan Frazier of this year. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, he's always playing like the curmudgeon, but he just does it so well. And I've never heard his name mentioned at the Oscars ever. So (laughs) I think this is like the fresh take. Um, Yeah, that's what I think. I'll go on record and say that'll be my prediction and my favorite. I think so. Nice. I will say I want him to win, but I believe in my bones that uh, Killian will win. That's probably the smart choice. It's just what I have to do. (sighs) I must. He's going to win. I mean, if Oppenheimer wins anything, Killian Murphy's in every goddamn shot, unfortunately. And it's like a three-hour movie. Like, Mm -hmm. he acted the most. Yeah. And they really appreciate that. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, Sam, actress in a leading role. Okay, nominees for actress in a leading role are Annette Bening, Nyad, Lily Gladstone, Killers of the Flower Moon, Sandra Huller, Anatomy of a Fall, Carrie Mulligan, Maestro, and Emma Stone in Poor Things. Lizzie, how you feel about the movies? Oh, this one's going to Lily Gladstone, hands down. I think the Academy, I think her performance to me was the only thing that really kept me going in that film. And she should have gotten more to do with her character. But I think she pushed it to the absolute limits. Um, great, great performance. Also, the first, if anyone's surprised, first Native American to be nominated for Best Actress. Mm. So there you go. Emma Stone also did great. I would, I don't think she's going to get it because she got a win for La La Land. But she had fun with that role and really, I think, found like a new layer to her personality with that. Um but I think, yeah, Lily Gladstone, who's what, who I want to win and who I think will win. Lieber, what say you? Yeah, I'm going to go Lily Gladstone for a prediction. I think there's also a pretty big, you know, just buzz online, campaign. And she's, you know, she definitely deserves it. I think she was like pretty incredible in Killers. My favorite um, is going to be Sandra Huller. I don't think I've ever seen her in a film before, but after watching Anatomy of a Fall... I immediately wanted to watch, I mean, I saw Zone of Interest as well. She's really great in that as well. Um, But there's a lot of her filmography that I want to catch up on now. Yeah, she's incredible. Oh, I'm obsessed. I came in here really certain that Emma Stone would win. I walked out of poor things being like, well, she's going to win. I really want Lily Gladstone to win. I feel like there's a chance she will win. I think Emma Stone, this is the character of, of a lifetime. Yeah. This is leagues and bounds above La La Land. Um, yeah, it's a shame she won for La La Land because you're right. I think she would win if, for that if not. Now that you mentioned that, I, I believe that Lily Gladstone will win and also I want her to win. So that's my vote. Before we move on, um, I think there was one actress who was snubbed in this category. That would be Greta Lee, best actress. Oh, oh my God. Yes. Her in past lives made me feel every spec like every single part of the spectrum of emotion. And I think I love Annette Benning, but her and Nyad, I, I don't think they're even comparable. I think Greta Lee did an outstanding job. Nyad, good film. Acting wise, I don't think anybody should have been nominated. I'm so sorry. All right. 
Drum roll, freaking please. <laughs> best picture. For best picture, we have American Fiction. Anatomy of a Fall. Barbie. The Holdovers. Killers of the Flower Moon. Maestro. Oppenheimer. Past Lives. Poor Things. The Zone of Interest. I want Barbie to win. And I think Barbie will win. Because I think Best Picture for me is not necessarily the best film. It's the most emblematic of the year. And I do think Barbie captured a certain anxiety in a way that only Greta Gerwig can. Um, it was commercially blew all of these films out of the water. Probably made more money than all of these films combined, I would imagine. Yeah, for me, it's the film of 2023. Um, is it my favorite on this list? Not necessarily. It's up there. But I do think it will win Best Picture. Lee, can you go next? Because I haven't yeah. decided. <laughs> okay, so... I totally overlooked Barbie because I was like, oh, yeah, what is the movie that the Academy Awards would pick? I, I, I Now I'm between Oppenheimer and Barbie. You know, every once in a while, the Academy will award like a foreign picture as they, you know, that I, I don't know. What is it called now? Wait, international. International. Um, so every once in a while, they would award that for best picture. But to me, like Anatomy of a Fall, Zone of Interest, I just think those don't have as much buzz behind it, though I really prefer those films. Yeah, I'm going to say Barbie, actually. I'm going to say that as my prediction. And um, for my favorite, I'm just going to pick my favorite film out of the bunch here, uh, The Holdovers. It's my favorite in this category. You know, Lee, I have to thank you for encouraging us to watch The Holdovers because it kind of just like flew under my radar and wasn't a film at all on my watch list until you were like, I'm going to see it again. And I was like, damn, it must be good. And yeah, it was, I just really loved that movie. Good movie, y'all. Definitely recommend if you haven't, if you're listening to this and haven't seen it, that's one movie you would be happy to see this year. You guys, I'm Natalie Ambrulia Torn. Okay, let's start with The Will Win because I think it's easier. I'm very confidently assuming Poor Things Will Win. I think it hits a lot of the technical categories as well as the acting categories. And I think all in all, it's just like a beautiful little dessert of a film. Mm -hmm. But I was just looking at the zone of interest and everything it was nominated for. I was getting flashbacks. I was like, what am I thinking of? <laughs> and then I realized Parasite mm. had almost identical nominations mm -hmm. in the year that it won Best Picture. Parasite was nominated for six. Zone of interest is nominated for five. So I feel like there's a chance it might... Uh, I haven't seen it, though, so it's a huge blindside. So I will say Poor Things Will Win. Take a little bit departure from the two of you. And for Want to Win, I will say Anatomy of a Fall. If Oppenheimer wins, though, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> and one last thing. I think one film was snubbed from this category. I think that's May-December. I would have loved to see it here over Maestro. Um, that's just the world we're living in. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. You know, there's a couple of films in general that I think I was like really surprised not to see here. And I will say Priscilla, Sofia Coppola's mm -hmm. film, yeah. super surprised not to see her in best directing or at least maybe even a uh, actress in a leading role. Not that I, you know, this wasn't my favorite Sofia Coppola film, but I think it was a pretty great movie. Um, also... Saltburn question mark yeah production design at least that's where or, I had the snubs at yeah. or Barry Keegan in mm -hmm. best actor I mean that film 
pretty fucking iconic and like a, a director's playground um, was really surprised not to see that origin also Ava DuVernay I never saw it it was only in theaters for like three days where we lived but the yeah. trailer gave me goosebumps I assumed it would be a next year's consideration with the release date but like zone of a zone of interest is still in theaters now and is being considered so not sure yeah I actually looked into like when and how films are considered for which year of the Academy Awards and it depends on a theatrical run. So any film that can be nominated must be in theaters for at least seven days in one of the six major cities of the United States. And the first date of theatrical run must start within the calendar year of 2023. So that would put Origin and All of Us Strangers and Zone of Interest into 2023. Mm. Wow. Because I was really surprised not to see Origin. Yeah, same here. Um, Especially for Adapted. Yeah, Adapted, right. Because it's a it seems like a really different type of work than what it was based on. Um, again, didn't see it, but will. Um, oh, did y'all hear about the new category we're getting? Lee was telling me about it during Mardi Gras, so uh, memory's a little shoddy. <laughs> I'm also forgetting. What else <laughs> you were no, me. no, it's a uh, casting, right? Yes. Nice. They're not gonna. I think they're gonna start considering films in 2025. So not next year, but the year after. Nice. Gives them some time to. Make an effort there. Yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting because um, I guess it takes a special person to put together an ensemble. Well, I was telling Lee that I think the Golden Globes and some other awards have an ensemble award mm -hmm. um, and the Academy doesn't. So, But this one's more specific in that it goes to the casting director. It's for best achievement in casting, which is just a really interesting angle. And I support it fully. I mean... Yeah. yeah, it's definitely like it's a big part of that in a part of the industry. You know, it's a big job, so they should be uh, awarded for that. You know, and if that was an award for this year, you know, Oppenheimer would win because it has like, like the most it men. It has Josh Peck. What the fuck? <laughs> they were like scraping the bottom yeah. of the barrel for anyone else to be in this movie. Like, I saw what? Josh Peck in Oppenheimer, and I saw Jack White in Killers of the Flower Moon. I was like, ah. Ah. I was like, what's the bigger jump scare? <laughs> Actually, my favorite part of the Oppenheimer trailer is Josh with like the sunscreen on his face. Yeah. And I'm like, look, I was like, I remember sitting next to my girlfriend being like, look, it's Josh. He's got sunscreen. <laughs> Where's Drake? It's really like, it's a really fast shot. Ran out of white men for that movie. <laughs> they had to invent more. Are you ready for the Subby Award, Elizabeth? Subby Award. Uh this is actually the drum roll please moment. Yes. The Subby Award is the gayest film of the year, according to us here at Subtextual. Uh, we had a lot of people in the run-in this year. Lots of films. Yeah, let's talk about them. And we'll also say that we don't only consider films that were nominated for Oscars. We consider any film we deem gay enough in 2023. So for me, here's a couple of my favorites. All of Us Strangers. Where are you at? Um, Poor Things, Bicon, Bella Baxter, mm -hmm. um, Nyad. I know you were like, oh, it's a good film. I don't know why, but Nyad, I was crying like the whole time. I think I was on my period, but I was really feeling just like the love of these two characters and like how hard they work for their dreams. And I'm really just glad Jodie Foster's back, you guys. I cannot tell y'all True Detective season four is giving me life. No, I went back one morning when I woke up way too early during Mardi Gras, like six in the morning, watch everything that I could stream of Jodie Foster, including Nyad. I think it's, I, I just love 
Annette Bening and Jodie yeah. Foster. So if any, if it seems as what I've said about them, not they needed to be nominated. It's not a downplay. It's just compared to the other people in the categories. But Love Nyad, um, Bottoms was released in 2023. Oh, God, you're right. Hell yeah. The super gay-ass movie. Um, did you say Saltburn? I didn't say Saltburn, but we love a problematic bisexual. Unfortunately, Maestro is really yeah. gay. Yeah. Anatomy of later. a Fall, lest we forget. Oh, wow. You're right. American Fiction, lest we forget. Yes, American Fiction. And here's my little bit of a spanner in the works here, but May, December just felt yeah. gayer than all those other movies combined. It was so camp. The music itself. Natalie Portman needing her asthma thing. Putting lipstick on each other and hey. needing her asthma thing. <laughs> Julianne Moore with the lisp. <laughs> that guy caring for butterflies. Like, does yeah. it get gayer than that? They're in Florida. No. That's definitely on the potential subby award list. But how do we pick? Do you how have a pick? Because I do. I feel like I know what you're going to pick. I actually think it's Saltburn. Really? Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, really? Mm, yeah. Oh, I didn't even know you liked that film. Did, I do like Saltburn. I think it was very, like, debaucherous and very um, self-indulgent. Yeah. There was so much gay sex and so much street mm-hmm. sex. It was just sex all over the goddamn place. But it felt really gay, especially the Sophie Baxter song on the outro. Yeah. So I think Men from, on the dance floor. Yeah. And <laughs> the implications of that have been haunting me every day on TikTok. <laughs> so that's my vote. I think it's Saltburn. Wow. Well-deserved. I really like Salper and can't wait to watch it again. But um, because I won't shut the fuck up about it, my choice for the Subby Award this year is All of Us Strangers. I knew you were going to say that. She literally won't uh, stop talking about it. I can't stop thinking about it. It has two of my favorite actors of all time, I Andrew Scott. I want two boyfriends. And I want the boyfriends to be boyfriends. And I want them to hold each other and cry. <laughs> this film isn't for everyone because it's only for me. And no one can watch it. It's mine. This is my treat and my boyfriend's. Um, no, but seriously, this film, so, so tender. After Sun, as fuck. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, a pretty decent year for bisexuals, I gotta say. Yeah, we love minor characters being gay as shit. Um, <laughs> and then sometimes they're major characters. Yeah. Uh, so a, a really good spread. Maestro is probably technically the gayest, mm-hmm. but... I don't want to touch mm-hmm. that with a 10-foot pole, and I don't mm-hmm. think we have to for the Subby Award. No, not for the Subby Award, but it's getting a full it's getting a full episode at some point. Yeah, we're dissecting that, unfortunately. <laughs> like a frog in science <laughs> class. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, maybe the Oscars will be fun this year. Who knows? I think we'll make it fun. I think there's enough alcohol to do that. <laughs> there's enough alcohol on Earth to make these Oscars fun. Yeah. Lee, any... any Comments? Any snubs? Anything you might have forgotten to say? Um, you know, I was trying to figure out what other snubs um, of the films listed here. I still really want to see Poor Things, so that's coming up next. And the other one that, um, not that I expected that it would get more noms, but I just heard a lot of buzz about was Godzilla minus one. I don't oh. know if that could have made anything else, but uh, it makes sense, I guess, with visual effects. None of us saw it, so it yeah. might be the gayest film of the year. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. That Godzilla could be an ally. It's like ally. a new take on Godzilla as far as I understand, so maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe no, I've heard it's incredible. I can't wait to watch it. All right. Well, fill out your ballot sheets, people. Watch the Academy Awards on March 10th. And if you're in New Orleans, 
We're throwing a party, so DM me. Yep, we're throwing our annual Oscar party, and you'll see if we win. If we lose, we'll probably change our answers last minute. <laughs> and we hope you enjoy this Oscar season. Love you. Love you. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to keep this content ad-free, please consider supporting us on patreon.com slash textualpod. See you next week.